1: ruin sunday 11 13 p.m late on a night filled with cold mist and still air two figures off in the distance both reading a book this book antibodies by kevin j anderson an x-files novel
0: agent paris uh this book doesn't seem to be that terrible to be honest with you
1: i don't know it's pretty bad chris <laughs>
0: So perhaps this is a, a, something to file under. We thought it would be really bad, but it's not that bad. Eh. To be fair, to be fair, I might not be as good of a resource as you because I have only watched a handful of X-Files episodes in my lifetime.
1: Well, you see, so I love the X-Files and I've seen all of them except for the most recent. Didn't they do like another, like they did the new season and then they did another one, right? I don't think I watched that one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I haven't seen any of that either.
1: Because honestly, that new season they put out, three of the episodes were good and three were fucking awful. Uh, so I was kind of disappointed. But like, I've rewatched the original series um, and I love the X-Files. I grew up kind of like idolizing uh, Mulder and Scully and David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson uh, so I was pretty excited uh, when I was downstairs in my neighbor's house and I was looking at her bookshelf and I was like oh my god is this a fucking X-Files book and she was like yeah I don't know where I got that And I was like I'm gonna take this and because I, I figured it would be pretty schlocky and bad I mean it, it is schlocky the X-Files TV show has some really great moments and I recommend you watch it if you haven't But you kind of have to understand that it's pretty silly and schlocky sometimes, like... I mean, there are just points in this book where I was like, "Yeah, this this could easily have been one of the Monster of the Week episodes." You know, it's just in book form.
0: Um, out of the handful of episodes that I've watched, I, they all seem to be that Monster of the Week style thing. I don't think I ever really caught any of, like the major plot arc ones. Oh, but this okay. one definitely felt like one of those. There's only a handful of ep- episodes I remember. The one that I remember the most like scared me as a kid because like the plot line was I I think it was like they were there was like this base team or something and like one of the dudes was like an, really an alien from another planet or something and there's a scene where, like, the baseball manager walks into a room while he has his, like, human disguise off and the guy just went like, oh, this is the real me, dude. Like, he was, like, pla- it was like a plan like alien coming out moment or something.
1: Wow, I don't remember that episode at all, so that's I weird.
0: Uh, I don't, yeah, that, I have this weird, it might not have even have been X-Files or something, just some other Fox primetime alien sci-fi based show or yeah, something. Yeah, I
1: don't, I don't remember that at all, but I mean, there the, the baseball
0: team of aspect might be wrong, but there was definitely a scene with someone walking into a room, someone revealing they were an alien, and I was very scared of that as a small child.
1: Oh, I remember I when I was a kid, I was scared of just the opening sequence of the X Files.
0: That theme is pretty evocative.
1: Well it's not just the no, it was like the images that were in the theme like, you know, with the theme. It was it freaked oh. me out. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But that was when I was, like, really little. Uh, but a- anyway, so we've read this book that's basically a Monster of the Week version, uh, Monster of the Week episode of The X-Files. It was written by this guy named Kevin J. Anderson. Um, and Chris Carter, the guy who created The X-Files, kind of, I guess, helped him out a little bit. This, so this is, like, officially sanctioned fan fiction is essentially what The X-Files novels are.
0: Yeah, um, they do that for plenty of yeah. TV shows and uh, whatnot.
1: So this book is, I don't know, I feel like if you're, if you're really hurting for some old monster of the week x-files like i guess pick this up it's an easy read uh i read it in like a couple hours like it's not I, it's not a hard one
0: i read it on a couple of plane rides uh to and from la so oh, that's right it, yeah it was it was a nice little way to pass the time on those plane rides and like you said it's pretty simple plot line there's a this is a laboratory where nanomachine stuff is happening, and someone touches the wrong bit of nanomachines, and now everyone has mega cancer.
1: Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> that maybe isn't the greatest description of the plot, but it's kind of there. Um, so, yeah, this this uh, this episode of The X-Files is um, <laughs> is about uh, these two brothers, the Kennedy brothers, David and I forget the other one's name uh the other one yeah david and the other one Kennedy, uh and they create their own company um to do nanotechnology research to cure a specific kind of leukemia that david's son has uh david's son is named jody he's one of the main characters in the book i know it guy it's a male his name is jody don't get confused um david's wife's name is patrice she's also kind of in there a bit of course you have Mulder and scully investigating and there's a bunch of other side characters that i don't really care the only important one is jeremy dorner who is like uh one of the assistants at the or one of the other scientists at the lab that david and his brother run um and basically it's one of those things where like david and his brother were uh their research was so good their nanotechnology research was so good that the government uh created a coup to shut it down and, like, it burn too, it to the ground. Yeah.
0: It was uh, too good for it to get out because th- it was, like, curing everything and if you did that, then the world would be in chaos, therefore we can't have this happening, so let's firebomb this laboratory under the guise of being protesters against the animal testing that's happening in the laboratory. Yeah, even though they weren't yeah.
1: actually doing any animal testing. So, yeah, the government... They did, there was an
0: animal test Oh, in we're this gonna book. talk about <laughs> the
1: animal test because that was actually one of the things I thought was terrible
0: about this book a, 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 an animal test that would warrant some protesting I yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah um so all right so you get your main cast you got david and his brother david kennesty and his brother i can't remember the brother's name uh his wife patrice son jody their family dog vader who is i argue vader and jeremy dorner the lab assistant are like the two main characters in this book other than Mulder sure. and scully i feel like um so so yeah so the government's like oh man the Kennesseys are too good at science uh, but mind you this is nanotechnology talk in, like, 1997. So this is like, uh, you know, right now in 2018, uh, we're starting to see some of these things happen where we're create where nanotechnology is getting to the point where maybe in 20 years or so, we're going to start injecting people with nanobots to fix stuff. Uh, I mean, right now they've, there's a, there was a promising study, I think that happened earlier this year or late last year where, uh, cancer in 50% of the mice in the experiment was eradicated by nanomachines. So like it's happening. Uh, it wasn't happening in 1997, that's for sure. But, um, you know, it's happening now. So Very this book- basic
0: nanotech, like theoretical nanotech stuff was probably proposed around then. Because that's definitely around when you started hearing about it. And then like early 2000s, yeah, yeah. it was popular in some TV shows. Notably one video game, Metal Gear Solid 2, was like all oh, about, yeah. oh my God, nanomachines are taking over everything.
1: Yeah, because I mean, like the first time nanotechnology was ever sort of talked about apparently was like in the late 50s and then uh there was a book put out in 1986 uh by this guy who's like considered kind of the far- father of modern technology and he's the one who kind of um put this idea out there that uh nanomachines could be dangerous and self-replicate uh and kind of create this like gray goo that would take over the earth and kill everything in a matter of like days or something uh, and many people have kind of debunked that and said, you know, that's not really a thing that would happen. You,
0: you um, need a whole lot of organic or whatever metal, perhaps, material to keep that gray goo mass forming, right? It's not like you, there was just, just be unlimited material around wherever this person well, who was turning into this would.
1: Well, that's what they're saying is that um, the nanomachines would be able to use the carbon in everything around them to kind of and it would end up like liquefying the earth but anyway drexler's book in 86 that had that idea in it like is kind of i don't know that's where everyone's fears about nanotechnology came from apparently um
0: i feel like you would design some kind of fail-safe mechanism into whatever nanomachines you're making to not just relentlessly strip all carbon from everything around it
1: yeah i i I feel like it's it's kind of insane and you'd um, run out of
0: energy at some point Right. Right, like and so this book water doesn't have carbon in it so as soon as that shit fell into the ocean you're probably fine.
1: Yeah, I again, I'm not, you know, neither of us are experts on this. Um I just did some Something I, I know water
0: reading. is two hydrogens and an oxygen, and there's no carbons in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they die when they hit the water. So you know what? You know how to kill nanobots? Throw water on them. They're just like just the wicked witch of the west. Them.
0: Just literally drown them in yep. the tub. <laughs> uh,
1: so so <laughs> problem solved. I, I don't know if this is this shows how if like my my idiocy is showing, but um. So th- did you feel like when you were reading this book that they were talking about the nano machines as though they were tiny little metal robots? Because yes. that's what I thought.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like, little, like they made tiny that, metal things in the bloodstream. Yeah, I
1: feel like they made that very clear, right? Yeah, you know what I found out? Nano, they're not metal. Nanobots are not little robots. They're not made of metal, and I didn't. No. I didn't know that, and it makes a lot more sense now. So no, yeah, they're like
0: protein. Yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. They're, so
1: they're so a lot of the things in your body, like RNA, and like RNA is basically a nanobot because it's like it's something that's programmed to do a specific job, and it kind of runs around your body and does that i mean that's a very like terrible yep. explanation but i'm not a scientist so that there you that's go as uh,
0: layman as you can get
1: yeah and so i didn't realize that nanobots were not actually tiny little metal robots because i so the book the book really does sell that idea though so the book is super off in that respect like we're not going to be injecting little tiny uh metal spiders into your veins like but the book definitely rides that idea so
0: no they're like little actual biological spiders so you know it's that much worse
1: (laughs) yeah yeah right no they're actual spiders injected into your veins yeah
0: exactly um but
1: when i was reading about nanobots i was like oh shit i had no idea that makes way more sense um yeah i so i don't know i mean it was a I learned something from doing some research about this i didn't know that so that was cool uh but the book definitely gets that wrong uh so that's kind of a down it's kind of a disappointment um and the book also insists that like because they're little metal robots they have to be injected with like some kind of greasy carrier fluid so you're getting like yeah. injected with oil and tiny metal spiders and it, I, yeah, if it's yeah like, okay ridiculous. so
0: jeremy dorner basically like gets overtaken by like a uh, Early strain of their attempt at creating these super ultra healer nanobots, so yeah. they go crazy and they basically make him into like Cancer Man, where he just is like constantly rippling and shifting, and he's like all mucusy and covered in this carrier fluid. So he's just a real snotty, gross dude in general.
1: Yeah. So how this all happened is like when the when the government, or the, you know, the shadow the shadow agents, so the shadow lords of the government, were like, yeah. we got to firebomb this this lab, and and. We're we're gonna we're gonna pretend that uh like Greenpeace did it or something not Greenpeace but some environmental organization uh, and they you know hired they hired a bunch of uh, what are they, what do they call them uh, crisis Most, actors yeah they hired crisis False actors flag. and yeah it was uh and they they got they got this guy to like you know, pretend to be, uh, the head of this fake animal rights organization, uh, to show up and, like, protest while the building was burning down or something, and so while the building's burning down, uh, Jeremy Dorner, the lab assistant, uh... What, did he get hurt or something? Yeah, he yeah, got hurt he got shot. and he was like,
0: my my only, ch- yeah. yeah, my only chance to survive is if I take some of this super ultra healer nanomachine tech, which they knew was working in that fashion well, because of the tests they did. Yeah,
1: except, except, um, so he, so Dormer was actually, Dorner? Is it Dorner or Dormer? I don't know. Um, but Jeremy is the guy who was in cahoots with the Shadow Lords of the government to burn down the lab, um... He was promised, he was double crossed basically. So he was like jealous of all the notoriety the Kennesys were getting for their work and wanted kind of more of the recognition and wanted to be more involved in the project. And so he double crosses them, and you know, the government was like, Yeah, we're gonna burn it down. We're gonna give you your own lab. And of course, they burn it down and just shoot him because yep. why would they ever do anything else? Yep. And so he's like, Oh, fuck, I'm shot. Oh, I know because the basically the the best version of the nano machines like the perfect version that actually works um was it they didn't have any left in the lab it was like used on the kid and the dog jody and the dog vader yep. um and so or it was used on jody vader had like the best dog version jody yeah. had the best human <laughs> version and yeah. then in the lab different a, platforms yeah you know, it just, was yeah yeah, yeah you got the, Oh, you got nano machines for the Xbox? Yeah, I got yeah. PS4. Uh, yeah, basically.
0: Check it out! I'll cut my hand off. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: sick. Um, so in the lab, of course, you know they they kept they kept um, older versions that they tested on other stuff. I mean, maybe smaller animals or something that didn't work. Um, yep. But Jeremy's like, oh. At least, I don't know, injecting myself with one of these older versions is the best thing I can do to stay alive because maybe they'll, it'll fix my gunshot wound. But like, he knew he was taking a huge risk. Um, and basically he like immediately turns into a fucking monster. Like Chris was describing, like the little tiny, you know, nano spiders are, are replicating inside of him at like crazy rates and they're fixing him, but also mutating him into something else I don't know it you don't really there's really no clue as to like what the end game is here for these nanobots in his bloodstream but, um, yeah, he's, like, covered in this carrier fluid, so he's, like, dripping this, like, weird oil slick, and he, like, Chris was saying, he's, like, shifting, like, his, uh, skin is, like, shifting around, and, like, things he are shifting to underneath his skin. concentrate
0: on, like, holding his physical form together a lot of the time, yeah, so that he doesn't just become, like, a bonitus mass of whatever <laughs> on the floor.
1: Mm-hmm. And, um, so Mulder and to get involved because Dormer ends up killing a bunch of people either accidentally or intentionally uh, because they get close to him and touch him and the second anyone touches him they also get nanobot cancer and weirdly, they all, like, die immediately and, like, turn inside out or something. Yeah, so my first
0: major, like, like, plot hole that I spotted. The way it's presented is that, oh, he took the dog kind, and that's jumping from one species to another, so they're, like, fucking up even harder, but not super hard, but then when they make the jump from Dorner to another human, they fuck up even harder and, and, like, have even less of a reference or something to go by, so they just immediately kill the host. But one is a jump from one species to another, and the other is just a jump from one part of the species to another member of the species, so I don't understand why that would make it so much worse. I can understand from dog to human, yeah, that's going to have some issues, but human to human, why would it just instantly become super virulent, instant cancer death?
1: Yeah, that didn't make any sense. And then, like, only some people... Because, like, I feel like at some point, Scully gets it on her and nothing happens to her. Like, at the end of the book... I don't think so. I think
0: she... she only had like Jody near her and Jody had like the perfect human version and he was pretty much doing fine. I don't remember anyone actually getting touched by Jeremy besides I mean in terms of Mulder and Scully.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I wrote why doesn't the nano disease transfer to Scully? Did they somehow make later versions of the drug less communicable? Oh, probably cuz when she was at probably when she was dealing with Jody at the end of the book. But anyway, yeah. so let's let's just continue. So, um Yeah, I mean, I definitely had, like, the writing in this book is very middle of the road. There are some ridiculous phrases. Uh, I think my favorite, literally on page one, uh, it describes a flashlight beam as a fire hose of light um and and talks about how the security does, guard could kill someone with his flashlight and that it was actually a weapon as well as a flashlight and i was does like that make what? A,
0: a regular garden hose a flashlight of water
1: yes correct <laughs> uh yeah light and water interchangeable yeah. um that yeah so there were some like really awkward phrases um there were some words that the author repeated a lot it just seemed like this book didn't get edited super hard this Uh, is a you
0: crank it out kind of thing i feel like
1: it's it's like you know it's an rl stein goosebumps fucking yeah like it's
0: it's slightly adult goosebumps with the cancer monster coming after you who always gets up and is like not dead he gets set on fire i think once or twice before he gets set on fire at the end and dies or something
1: shot he gets into a car a truck accident he gets yeah this guy's indestructible uh except if you're at the very end yeah
0: when he's Randomly,
1: is. Um, but so anyway, so Mulder and Scully uh, get pulled into this because you know these bodies are showing up that are just like hideously deformed, and they've got this weird goo on them, and you know, oh, they're you know start they're f- somehow they connect it to the lab. I think well because one of them was found in the ruins of the lab. the The security yeah. guard that like finds Dormer or something because he went back there for something, and then they get into a scuffle and whatever. Uh, Yeah, the
0: security guard encounter is like, the setup at the start of the episode before, like, the theme music hits. Oh, my God, he's being attacked by something. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I
1: I don't know why you were singing there. That was not. That was
0: my very. That's the beginning piano part of the. All right. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Hey, can you tell that we're both musicians? Because
0: (laughs) Yeah. Very technical terms of. And dupe. with how wow. many dutes are in the x-files theme
1: <laughs> i think we're embarrassing ourselves as musicians i mean whatever uh so yeah the setup the setup at the beginning is is yeah like chris described the security guard finding dormer coming back for something uh and i don't know so uh the kid getting the cure and the dog also having the good version of the disease are crucial here because the dog and the kid you know are not in the lab when it burns down naturally um but I guess nobody knows that the dog and the kid were injected except for some
0: people know that the yeah. dog have the thing because of the video of the animal. Oh test okay. that Jeremy so... and uh, the dad made together, <laughs> so we're gonna talk which about I this. think this is a perfect time to bring it up. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, all right. So the David and his brother had a disagreement. So the brother, although he was initial initially on board with the, uh lab and their research eventually he felt like his brother was going too far um and felt like the nanobots could be dangerous and so he was like fuck this i'm gonna fuck off to my uh random survivalist colony in the woods of where does this take place oregon is this oregon
0: yeah it's a pacific northwest yeah
1: somewhere i think it's oregon or washington state but um he's like yeah i'm gonna go live in my weird survivalist utopia get fucked and so his brother takes off and David's like well I guess Jeremy is like my new uh, co-scientist or something so Jeremy's like all pumped about it and David and Jeremy are you know they think they've got a pretty good version this is you know a little a a ways in the past I guess like maybe a couple months or a year or something and they're like oh we got the best version of the virus we gotta test it and so David brings in Vader the family dog like his son's Uh dog and um They decide they want to test this on the dog. So, you know, like, normal scientists, um, even though this is, like, an incredibly fringe thing, they probably would have just injected the dog and kept it in quarantine. Uh, But they wanted to make sure that this was really going to work, so they put the dog in a cage (laughs) and shot it to death. Yeah,
0: with a handgun, like, (laughs) twice. With a
1: handgun, twice, correct. And then they injected it. Uh, this is a
0: science handgun. You see these particularly calibrated made, to do science with.
1: Did he, he made Jeremy do it? Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, like, even despite being the cold asshole that takes the family dog in <laughs> to get shot for his nano machine <laughs> science. Test, yeah. I mean, he's we, like, "Nah, Jeremy, uh, you're you're, you're going to handle this one for me, please." And he, the, Jeremy, just does it.
1: And I love how they couldn't have just given the dog a paper cut. No, they had to yeah, fucking shoot you know, it with a maybe gun. Maybe like a
0: nick on the paw or something. Nope, shoot it with like a gun. Get, just straight to the handgun, just shooting it.
1: I like couldn't stop laughing because it was so ridiculous when I was reading yeah. that section. I was like, what the fuck? And also, like, they put it in a cage, too. So it was, like, already freaked out. And then Jeremy shoots it, not once, but twice. Yeah, it, it was fucking stupid. So anyway, they inject it with shit. The nanotechnology works, dog comes back to life, it, you know, knits itself together in a a day, two days?
0: Even quicker than that, I think.
1: Oh, oh, wait, no, I'm remembering a later point where the dog...
0: Gets hit by a car of, of a family that yeah, just, tra- yeah. like, happens to, like, be traveling through this book. It's, like, those, that family never appears again. They actually nope. hit the dog and bring it to a vet hospital, but, like, they never seen it again. It's literally, like, this Taurus family just dr- trying to drive through their vacation. <laughs> they end up in an X-Files book by uh, accident yeah. just for a minute.
1: That sucks. Well, and it was <laughs> funny because, uh, so, yeah, so the, do- the dog, uh... Sorry we're telling we're not doing a great job Telling us in a linear fashion but We never um, do
0: that I've given up on that After
1: after the lab burns down Jeremy Dorn Turns into a a horrible bonitis Gooey mass and it's like murdering People uh (laughs) accidentally or Intentionally whatever um David dies In the fire but his wife Uh David told his wife Like yo if anything happens Take the kid and the dog and fucking get out Of town so like Patrice Is ready for it Dude, yep. this lady is way too ready for it. Um,
0: she was so ready she, to bug out at a moment's notice. She
1: was switching license plates. Like, yep. she was about it. But then she does a stupid thing, and she decides she's going to take the kid and the dog to a cabin that the brother owned in the woods. And she's like, no one knows about this cabin. It's like, dude, I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know. The, the first like, place
0: they would go would be straight to where the brother right, is. Right,
1: is where is either their house or this mysterious cabin. So whatever. Like... I kind of I gave her some cred for switching license plates and shit, but didn't. But then that was retracted after I they realized she's They would yeah, probably just there. like look
0: at all the properties the family owns and be exactly. like, well, let's go look at the secluded cabin yeah, or right, a piece of right. land that they have.
1: Right. So, uh, so while the kid and the dog are at the cabin, you know, she's like, oh, wow, my kid seems to no longer be dying of leukemia. How strange. Um, he should really Can't be dying. not have anything
0: to do with the machine <laughs> research yeah. for so a cure. That-
1: I thought that she knew the whole time, and then towards the end of the book I realized that she didn't know that he had been cured, and I was like, how do you not know? Like, She it's- wasn't, like,
0: left out of the loop on the research that the brothers were doing.
1: I mean, I guess I'm she must sure have she been.
0: Wa- I, I guess, I... I I didn't seem because if she was so ready, like she must've known that he was involved in something kooky.
1: Yeah. I mean, she knew that he was on this quest to, to uh, save their kid from, from dying, but like he injected the kid without telling literally anyone. But still, it's like obviously, you know, hmm, my kid's getting better. Hmm, my husband's lab was blown up and he was murdered because his research was perhaps becoming too effective. I wonder. I wonder if it's yeah. connected in hmm. any way. So, Can't really
0: put these two together. Ah, I'm sure it's fun.
1: Yeah, so that was weird. Um, so the dog is immortal at this point. Yep. Um,
0: Gets hit by a car, gets hit by like a car. I said, early in the book, and gets taken to a vet, and, like, the vet, like, euthanizes it at first, because it's like, well, your whole spine's crack- cracked up, and there's nothing I can do, so, sorry, buddy. And then the dog just, like, shakes off the euthanasia drug.
1: And then runs away. Yep. Um, and, uh, it just, funny- had a really, it just got really
0: high off death drugs, I yeah. guess, and...
1: Well, the funny thing about the, um about the whole scene where the dog gets because the dog you know gets away from uh patrice and jody and is like uh you know gets hit by this poor family that ends up in an x-files book and the family <laughs> do you and the- guys
0: hear like a creepy theme music playing behind <laughs> yeah. us right now ever since we <laughs> entered this forest it's like i could hear some
1: yeah all right that's, continue yeah I'm sorry. yeah <laughs> no it's it's good um and so the family hits the dog, and the dad wants to just like leave the dog to die and drive away. But he, the kids are like, no, daddy, you gotta save it. And he's like, son of a bitch. So they move all their shit. They put the fucking dying dog in the back of the car, and they, he's desperately looking for a veterinarian in the middle of the night. So, like, I was interested in this whole sequence because I was like, this is before, you know, smartphones. This is before, yeah. uh, people could this is actually before most people had cell phones like the only people who really have cell phones in the x-files are like the agents because
0: yeah it talks about uh he's just like driving around but it's like a satellite phone that's probably like huge and shit so i just imagined like one of them carrying around this this phone that's like very bulky on their hip the whole fucking time
1: yeah Yeah, no they have they have cell phones in the x-files in the show um but really just Mulder and scully do i mean most late you know most people who aren't Fucking government agents don't have them at that point And so they're just Driving around looking for a vet In the middle of the night and I was like
0: How long Let's could that here, possibly take look, it This might be where a vet is Yeah, This so, looks vetty over here It seems a yeah. VFW Yeah
1: I think he pulled into like the first town And I was just like Yeah it just didn't make any sense um, And of course they do find a vet and somehow the guy lives in his veterinary office, like he has like his apartment above and his veterinary office below, or something. Hey man, you
0: got to save on that rent. And as yeah, much as you can. I,
1: I mean, and and so, but like, okay, so I'm not saying that that doesn't exist. I'm just saying the coincidence, the level, the number of coincidences that stack up in this yep. book to make things happen are astronomical. And so the vet is like, okay, I'll take him off your hands. And, and as he's working on the dog, on the dog he's like fucking Taurus, always hitting. Always hitting dogs, leaving them here. God damn it. And I was like, how often does this happen? How often do people kill animals and then bring them to you in the middle of the night? It seems a little crazy that that would be happening all the time.
0: He was was thinking about putting in just like a bin outside that he can like look at every once in a while, probably.
1: I just spit seltzer all
0: over the room. (laughs) Sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean. a big arrow
0: pointing like, if you hit it, put it here. I'll take it.
1: Yeah, I was just. I was just really confused as to why tourists were constantly murdering animals in that town. I don't know.
0: Someone should put a sign up, Paris. Proper signage, <laughs> really important.
1: Yeah, they really need proper signage. Uh, yeah, Gorg, Gorg Chris's uh, George DeSanza D and D character would recommend that. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, back to this book.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see what happens. And so Dormer, uh, Dorner Dormer, Jeremy. God damn it. Is, like, trying to keep himself together while he's, like, mutating into this horrible thing. And he's like, oh, I just gotta get to the kid. The kid has the cure. Like, if I can... He thinks that, like, if he can touch the kid, the good nanobots... It's more nanobots... like he needs his blood,
0: so he just thinks if he, like, just puts uh Joni's blood in his blood. I guess that it'll be fine. But I'm like, isn't a blood type thing also might be yeah. of a concern along with the nano machine version or whatever? I don't know if this plan is. I guess it's all he has. But at the same time, yeah. he's just like, I don't know. I'll ingest the blood somehow, and it'll be fine.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, uh, and so he's desperately trying to get some child blood from Jody, uh, with <laughs> Or this... dog
0: blood oh, as yeah. like a secondary he also backup. Said, yeah,
1: he also said he would accept dog blood.
0: <laughs> um, I'm fine with either, <laughs> just like, give me some...
1: I don't know, it's kind of insane, and so... Mulder and Scully get notified and they're, you know, in their Mulder and Scully fashion. It's like when
0: you have a bunch of different versions of things on your computer and you just hope the version update like yeah. will keep everything in line no matter what you like. I think this will be fine if I just take the dog version, but I don't know. because like, like the last time I updated this plugin I didn't go for the plan.
1: Yeah, I it's it's just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um so Mulder and Scully are, you know, following the patterns of bodies and stuff and they're trying to figure it out and uh somehow the, so the so the vet when he encounters you know Vader fucking mysteriously being well again he has the presence of mind to send a, sam- a tissue sample to the CDC and somehow like 2 days later Mulder and Scully already know about it and are in contact with the CDC and I'm like How did he get it there so quickly? Are you able to overnight things to the CDC? Like... On I guess wheel? so.
0: I mean, I, I that's also know. a really quick lab job over hey, well, there yeah, that they right? just, like, pushed it up front. Like, here, here's some... Some guy sent us some dog blood. Put that in the <laughs> front of the list immediately. Some
1: guy sent us some dog blood. Uh, paperwork says it's got little robots in it. What are we doing with <laughs> it? Oh, put that on the top of the list,
0: Billy. Just stick them up, sounds... up front. I want, I want to see what's going on here Yeah, hey, uh, like,
1: I'm pretty sure that they would be like, what? some no-name vet from fucking Fuck You, Oregon sent us <laughs> the robot dog Blood, like,
0: you said I, the dog got up after a euthanasia drug thing, so I don't know. Should put it into the, I, under the big scope, yeah, it's, it's a whole line.
1: Yeah, the fucking timeline on that makes no goddamn sense because for some reason, the moment it hits the CDC, someone's like, Oh, I gotta call Mulda, and like, <laughs> they use it
0: to that weird dog blood the- shit.
1: Oh, I don't know, fucking dogs coming back to life full of robots. Sounds like Fox Mulder's,
0: uh, you know, it sounds like Anytime call they him. just get like a, a phone call from some like Infowars weirdo. They just forward it to Mulder because they hate him. Yes, <laughs> guys, oh guys my... talk about aliens the other day. Uh, Fox, go ahead and check it out, huh?
1: Uh, you know what? That's probably more true to the life <laughs> he, like, of the he's, real like, Fox Mulder. like snickering to the
0: other CDC members like, I'm just going to send them to Oregon to look for a dog. It's hilarious. He's uh... gonna go too. <laughs>
1: that's actually a way better story um yeah. <laughs> so you know Mulder and Scully get informed by the CDC and they're you know they're piecing things together slowly um they find out that the like animal liberation uh group that supposedly set the place on fire was a front and they're like oh shit there's some you know there's some nonsense going on um you know and of course the smoking man is behind it if you've ever seen the show uh I don't want to spoil of the anything but he, you know, he's like part of the shadow lords that are or whatever. They don't call them that. I don't know why I keep saying that. It's just the best <laughs> way I can I can describe the, you know, evil shadow government or whatever uh, that was behind shutting the lab down. Uh, Jeremy Dorner, while he's turning into a crazy monster. Um, he so so like Chris was saying, you know, he's, he's kind of struggling to keep it together. Uh, looks like shit. I honestly don't understand how he manages to get picked up by a trucker because he was like, (laughs) uh, I don't think he was, he wasn't trying to hitchhike, but he was walking on the side of the road in, like, the pouring rain or something, and this truck driver takes pity on him, and I have no idea why he would pick up someone like this, you know, accidentally he ends up killing the truck driver or whatever, um, so he's, like, really, he's really struggling to just, just keep it together and, and stay conscious, and, you know... Sometimes he finds himself under bridges.
0: Uh huh. So as you, do. you
1: know, you know, just walk. He's because he's walking everywhere, not driving. Can't get yeah, drive. He walks
0: the whole fucking way almost just, like this, except for this one hitchhiking. Period. He is
1: walking for weeks. Uh, I don't really know on
0: mucusy legs. So <laughs> yeah. like, it's really <laughs> difficult.
1: Mucusy buckling legs. Uh, and so sometimes he rests under bridges, and um, I guess. Sometimes bridges have pigeons under them as well uh-huh. uh which I don't I don't really know if that's a thing uh but Why not? Pigeons can
0: go under bridges. It's not like an anti, like the tr- bridge troll always eats pigeons no. or something. well, there's
1: this, just this hilarious scene. In <laughs> Pigeon the
0: book. lore forbids under bridge kids. Yeah,
1: so so as he's like freaking out more as the the nano machines are taking over his body, he starts like randomly losing consciousness. And there's this scene where he's under a bridge and he loses consciousness, and he comes to, and he realizes that he's just murdered a bunch of pigeons, and he's like, oh, what Yo, have I no. done? Oh, I've become a no monster yeah i've murdered the pigeons, and he's, he's like oh no i killed the pigeons again or something and you're like again yeah. like i yeah. don't know he's just like oh no uh and uh, yeah it was it, it made me laugh uh instead of instead of
0: this yeah, like, man who shot scared. a dog with a handgun for science is upset that he killed some sky rats <laughs> under yeah. a bridge
1: oh oh i i wrote down the page number it's actually pretty it's actually way earlier in the book than i remembered um Dead pigeon bridge blackout. Uh, here we go. Now he awoke screaming under the bridge. The echoes of his outcry vibrated against the river water. R- what ricocheting across <laughs> the river and up under the bridge? That's what I mean. The writing in this is not. It's not great. Ah! Uh, uh, Dorman. Ah, Dorm- ah, it's like skipping
0: uh, a stone, but with screams. <laughs> yeah.
1: Scream skips. Um, Dorman hauled himself to his feet. His eyes adjusted to the dim illumination of streetlights and the moon filtering through clouds above. His body twisted and contorted. He could feel the growths squirming in him, seething, taking on a life of their own. Dorman clenched his teeth, brought his elbows tight against his ribs, struggling to regain control. He breathed heavily through his nostrils. The air was cold and metallic, soured with the memory of burning blood. As he swayed to his feet, Dorman looked down at the rock embankment where he had slept so fitfully. There he saw the bodies of five pigeons wings splayed feathers ruffled their eyes glassy gray their beaks hung open with a trickle of blood curling down (laughs) from their tongues
0: (laughs) that that, that detail is so (laughs) hilarious
1: Dorman (laughs) stared at the dead bird that his stomach clenched turning a somersault with nausea he didn't know what his body had done how he had lost control during his nightmares only the pigeons knew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, not. I the trickle of blood a, coming wait. out of the beak. Like
1: a last gray feather drifted to the ground in silence.
0: Oh, it was, like, just seconds after he was like, done, I see.
1: Yeah, I just, yeah, the, the, the like, close-up of the birds and, like, <laughs> only the pigeons knew and the little gray feather falling from the... It's just all so fucking dumb. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's,
0: that, that was a pretty good one. Oh, uh,
1: that scene killed me. I laughed so uh. hard. Like, that and, like, the shooting the dog in a cage. Like, that's gonna be my new shooting a fish in a, shooting fish in a barrel. Shoot a dog in a cage! Like, Jeez. <laughs> <Yep>. um, <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah. So the basically, Jeremy eventually catches up to Patrice and Jody in their cabin because he was like, "Oh, I know that's the cabin that that David's brother has, so I'll just go there." And he catches up with them, and oh no, they're they're, he's the cancer man is chasing after everyone, and he touches Patrice, and she turns into cancer death lump or whatever, right? And, And Jody is now getting away, and then Mulder and Scully get separated somehow.
1: Yeah. I forget uh,
0: who reaches the cabin. I think Scully gets to the cabin first because she's the one that's chaperoning Jody the whole time. Correct. She gets stuck with the
1: kid. I forget what Mulder gets pulled away. Oh, I think because while they're on their way to the cabin, they hear about the truck driver who is murdered in similar circumstances or whatever. Um, So Mulder goes to check out the truck thing and she goes with Jody to the cabin. Yeah. how do they end up with Jody? No, she goes to the cabin and finds Jody there, right?
0: Yeah, it yeah, was like after okay. her examination of the uh, the body of the truck driver with like she goes to like this morgue where that body went to and they got in a freezer and then she checks out all the weird shit that's happening inside the body. Right, right, um right. then like at that same morgue the the shadow government agency shows up and they like take out because a couple of days later the, the lab tech opens up the drawer And there's like a tentacle beast in there that he shuts it And freezes it again and then he calls the CDC He's like yo I got a tentacle beast in here And then the shadow government guys come in Instead and like sweep the whole place clean Yeah
1: they pretend to be the CDC and it's so obvious That they're not the CDC um,
0: And yeah. at, at some point after that Scully goes to the Cabin first I think actually Mulder I forgot why he
1: Well like I just said he went to go check out the truck Accident
0: no, because, no, but Scully was checking out the body from the truck accident.
1: No, that wasn't the body from the truck accident. It was a body from some other incident. I don't
0: remember. Which. Oh, it was the security guard from the Diomara? Yeah, yeah, it was the security okay. guard. Okay, yeah. all right, um, yeah, that's what that was. So they
1: separate, which, you know, don't split the party, guys. Don't split the party. Yeah. How many episodes of The X-Files have you both starred in? Don't split the yep. party. <laughs> um, but they do, because they're stupid. Uh, and scully gets to the cabin and has uh a fight with dorner dormer whatever um and i don't remember uh the little boy jody gets shot uh scully is like freaking out because she thinks he's gonna die and she takes him puts him in the car and is trying to drive him to a hospital but he miraculously gets healed on the drive over and she's like what the fuck is going on um and so yeah I guess the kid's body was still full of magic nanobots um so it healed him uh and then oh that's right the mom dies patrice gets uh killed by the nanobots because jeremy touches her on the arm yep that's all it takes
0: she uh, actually like tackles jeremy out of the way of something to like get him to not touch I think the dog or Jody
1: maybe Jody I think and- yeah
0: and that's what causes her to, you know, die immediately from the extra virulent strain.
1: Yeah, she tells Jody to run with the uh, I don't even remember if the dog is there or if the dog. I don't know. The dog comes back and the dog. <clears throat> uh, I don't fucking know. The dog eventually kills Jeremy, right?
0: They, it, that's like their final confrontation. They all go back to the chemical lab for some reason, because I think Mulder was following the shadow organization for a bit or like. No, they were following him. Oh, uh, well, yeah, they do they, all they, they end all up there. They all end up at the, at the Daimar lab again. I forgot why they all went there. I think, like, the shadow organization was trying to re-bomb it again. Like, they didn't bomb it well enough the first time, so they want to f- set it on fire a second time. You no, know, I
1: think they just knew that Mulder and Scully and Dormer and the they, knew, they somehow knew everyone was going to end up there. Um, and, yeah, also a little bit of that uh so yeah yeah why the fuck do they all end up now i don't remember why they all end up there we did
0: read this one a while ago uh, from recording this. i read
1: this like a month ago uh yeah. <laughs> so i'm a little i mean i took notes but not on like specific details uh but yeah like after the cabin i don't remember why they end up going there uh i have no idea
0: I forget to, honestly. Fuck.
1: Okay, sorry, everyone. But anyway, they all... So it's like fucking party at the ruins of Daimar Laboratory. Like, literally everyone's there. The whole shadow government team that fucking launched this assault on the lab in the first place. Uh, Dorner's there. Jody's there. Vader, the dog, is there. Mulder and Scully are there. I mean, it's like... It's fucking... a big old
0: shootout. Everyone's dodging bullets and getting crushed by flaming debris and...
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like ridiculous, um... What happens is the kid the kid thinks the dog is dead, so he tries to go after the dog.
0: The dog like basically runs at Jeremy Dor- Dormer oh, yeah. to attack him at any point, and they like keep following through like successively lower levels of the building as it collapses or something. Yeah, even they though no one gets hurt,
1: no one gets hurt. And uh, yeah, I don't know. And it's like the book ends, and you think the dog died, but the dog comes back, and they're like, yeah, "Oh, we're just going to pretend they, it's not the same dog."
0: they they assume th- that like because the dog and jeremy fell through a hole at the very end of the building collapsing that like oh i guess jeremy's dead now but if the dog comes back why wouldn't jeremy also still be alive they're acting like the 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 guy in charge of the, like the lieutenant for the shadow organization name is adam Lentz. and yeah. he like assures the cigarette smoking man that like oh it's all cleaned up and secure but i was like so you missed the dog but you're sure that jeremy's dead somehow I don't, you're probably lying to that guy, right? How can you be sure?
1: Uh, Oh, I think maybe Jeremy says, oh, that's right. Jeremy kidnaps Mulder and tells them they all have to meet at the lab
0: oh That's how that happens. Yeah. Okay. I forgot. Yeah. I
1: don't remember how Jeremy ends up kidnapping Mulder, but he does. He gets Uh, the
0: gun in his hand and like uh, Mulder doesn't have one of these by himself, so he just holds Mulder at gunpoint for a while. But then it's more at like at touch point. I'll also try to run. I'll touch you.
1: Yeah. I'll touch you. Um. Yeah. I don't know. So so that's how they end up there. Uh, I I'm not sure why Dormer wants to go back there, but i forgot yeah specifically
0: that location i have no idea why but he wanted to try and get the the kid or dog blood once more
1: yeah so
0: and you would think while he was in a fight with the dog some dog blood would get on him and he'd be like oh shit i guess it didn't work like yeah
1: right i yeah i don't know um and yeah it just i don't know it doesn't anyway that's kind of how it ends and like you know of course miraculously vader is still alive and he comes running up and Jody is fine, uh... Jody is
0: with his survivalist uncle.
1: Yep, yep, and... And he's like, oh... Also, Jody
0: doesn't have the nanomachines anymore because they just shut off after they get rid of the leukemia.
1: Yeah, conveniently, they were just finishing up the leukemia when he got shot, so they also... Like, it was like a side project. They also fixed the the bullet wound, uh... While we were here. Yeah, while we're here. I mean, you know, like... So, he just lucked out, uh... And survived, but both of his parents are dead, uh, and he has to live in this horrible, like fucking uh what do they call those people? Like uh uh apocalypse preppers? Or, yeah, just preppers. Uh whatever. Yeah, it's basically like he has to fucking live in the woods of Oregon with a society of these fucking weirdos. Uh, so he's just got his dog. Well the dog comes back and he's like, "Oh, it can't be Vader. Vader's dead, but I'm going to call you Vader." And basically like the episode probably ends with Vader turning and looking at the camera and smiling and <laughs> winking, and winking <laughs> yeah, because it's obvious. Wink. So the dog and is like a,
0: a little bit of like the the wink is like a little squishy somehow cuz the eyelids uh, yeah. all
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean the dog is like I don't know if he's immortal. I mean, maybe he would die via old age, but uh, the dog version clearly. Um, the nano machines don't go away; they just nope. are there forever. Because, um, because uh, you know, Mulder and Scully are like, you got to test the kid. You know, he's full of. I watch. You know, Scully's like, I watched his bullet wound knit itself in the back of my car. Like it, it's real. He's full of this like curative nano thing. And they test him, and they're like. I don't know. You people are crazy. There's nothing in this kid's blood. Um, I mean, he doesn't have
0: cancer either. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And and they're like, yeah, he doesn't have cancer or anything. And so, you know, it's one of those Mulder and Scully just going, well, 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 guess we can't prove this one (laughs) this time. Oh, well. Um, And they go on with their lives. Uh, I had some questions about, like, there were just, I really felt like this book, even though it's not long, it went on for longer than it needed to. Um, The whole ending sequence where it's like the, you know, Scully has the battle at the cabin with Dorner and then Dorner kidnaps Mulder and they go to the lab ruins and then there's like that big fire thing. God, they dragged that shit on for fucking chapters. chapters. You probably could have condensed
0: the cabin uh, encounter into the lab encounter at the same time, just yes. like kind of stagger it so that the government agents show up a little bit later. You know, Patrice still gets uh, mega-cancered or whatever at the same time, and the dog still fights with Jeremy, but there's just less running through the woods chapters away from the cancer monster. Uh, yeah,
1: it was just, oh God, it was so boring. Like, they just really dragged it on at the end. And, um, and yeah, there was like, I, you know, like when I read that weird, the weird blackout pigeon murder passage, it's just some of the phrasing was strange. You know, it's not, it's not high. You know, gross. vibrating
0: bodies of water with your screams. Yeah, for I, I
1: forgot about that one. Um, <laughs> I scream at lakes
0: all the time.
1: Uh, there were some, there were some silly notes. Like uh, I wrote LOL at Mulder eating cheese curls <laughs> because that's they're in the car a a well, hungry well they just make it a point like they don't have to talk about what they're doing in the car because they're having a conversation but they just make it a point to be like Mulder ate those cheese girls He sure did love those cheese girls <laughs> it's just like what the fuck?
0: product placement for just generic concept girls. of cheese girls and
1: then there's all this... the cheese
0: girl companies went in on that one to, fun- to uh, yes the book. yes
1: i know like uh Fucking Chester Cheeto was holding yeah. a gun to Kevin J. Anderson's yeah. head.
0: The true government agent behind <laughs> it all. Cheeto Chester, was Chester Cheeto was behind it all. Oh, the God. Cheeto-smoking Cheetah. <laughs> Cheeto. in, in, the
1: tr- Cheeto-crunching shadow. In,
0: yeah, <laughs> shrouded in the darkness, Trouted. controlling it all from the background oh, to get everybody to buy I- his cheesy goodness.
1: Real talk, Cheetos are Fucking amazing. They are top tier snack food.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you there. Like, I don't really like the big puffy style oh, of no, cheese those puff. Suck. I like a nice thin crunchy yeah. dusted in dude, cheese. Dude,
1: the flaming ones, oh my god. Yeah, I'm down. I could get into one of those bags right now. I would just burrow in there and stay. And then regret it the <laughs> and, next day. Dude, I I don't eat like snacky foods and stuff. Usually at D D once a month is like my one. My one day to eat like garbage chips and stuff, uh, so I don't I don't really eat that stuff ever. But man, if they're around, I'm gonna go for some Cheetos. I don't know I'll, why I'll we're sure having bring this... some
0: flaming hot Cheetos next. Oh time my god!
1: Out, oh my god! Please. So yeah, Chris and I are played... you into
0: takis? How do you feel about takis? What? Takis.
1: What's takis?
0: Also a spicy kind of corn snack. They're kind of like more. They look like a rolled up churro more than a Cheeto. But oh. they're also like a spicy, kind of slightly cheesy sometimes snack.
1: Oh, my God. I don't know. I want to try it, though. I don't know how Taki- we oh, went yeah. from Taki's X-Files to fucking Chester Cheetah, the they're smoking man. They're also way
0: spicier than Flamin' Hot Cheetos.
1: Oh, my God. Yes, I want these. I've never heard of these before.
0: I'm, I'm surprised by that. They're in a lot of grocery stores now.
1: Yeah, no, I've never never heard of them. Uh, yeah, so now that we've totally derailed the conversation and are talking about <laughs> Cheetos... Um, yeah i would say i would say like don't read this book um it was fine unless uh, you, there's way better books you could waste you, you waste a couple of hours on it if you
0: got just like a flight in front of you like i did it was fine for that
1: uh i don't know i mean i take i take some issue with it and i don't i don't think it's great i think like i said if you're really jonesing for some classic schlocky x-files episodes Sure, I, pick it up. But, I think that's like, why I
0: was down with it. Like, I was totally in the mood for something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I picked it up because I was just like, how can I not? I mean, I'm a huge X-Files fan, so I don't know. It doesn't really work as well as a book, I guess. Uh, but I will say the dialogue was, like, 100%. Uh, Mulder and Scully from the TV show like Chris I'm assuming that's that why felt, Chris Carter that was involved
0: felt, from what I remember pretty legit
1: oh yeah it it seemed it was very it was very <laughs> Scully like, being silly. the smart
0: collected one and Mulder just kind of being the weird conspiracy guy slash like jokester type
1: yeah exactly um there was there was one chapter of the book where they're like I, I didn't understand why this was included uh it tells you at the beginning of the book like oh they're at the devil's churn like some cliff overlooking some water or something in the pacific northwest and they have this short conversation and i'm like why did they why did they go to like a tourist trap like what are they doing
0: you know just having a nice time while they're out here investigating like, mega cancer yeah
1: they're on assignment monsters. but then they go to this like fucking tourist trap called the devil's churn and they have this brief conversation and like that was the chapter and i was like why the fuck did they even buy... like i don't know some of it some of it was like that and i was just like why did they even bother um yeah i just like we already said i just think this book could have been a lot shorter they could have condensed some stuff um yeah and they could have they could have maybe given it another pass with a thesaurus or something like it just i don't know um but yeah
0: i, I don't have much to more say about this like this felt like you know a couple of ideas from akira and metal gear solid mashed into an x-files episode which i was down with
1: yeah i mean it was fine um it wasn't, wasn't wonderful. Uh so yeah, I don't know, let's uh let's have our good book corner. Uh what
0: what you what you
1: been reading, Chris?
0: Uh it's been mostly terrible stuff lately to be honest with you in terms of the book front. So I don't really have much to add here this uh, time around. Oh, that's okay.
1: I got I got some stuff. So um for some reason, I've been on a real fucking tear lately, and I just, I don't know, it's like, I have enough to read with Terrible Book Club, but I also, I think it, it I mean, the whole point of doing the show was to make us read more, and it fucking works, because you know what, when you fill your life with bad books, it makes you think, dear God, what is a good book like, and then you read good books, too. Um, So, I read, uh, in addition to this, uh, to this uh, X-Files Antibodies book... I also found uh, this book called Christ in Concrete uh, at my friend Don's house downstairs. Uh, Christ in Concrete is not a book that I would pick up and read, but Don was like, no, it was good. You should read it. And it was pretty short. It was like 200 pages or something, 240 pages or something. So I read it, um, and I remember the first couple of pages, I was like... Sigh. because it's just about the italian american immigrant experience in like the 20s in new york okay and i was like yeah not really something i'm interested in not italian don't really care that much uh and i was just like okay but then dude fucking page like 12 or 14 there is this incredibly visceral scene that happens and it fucking got me and i was like holy shit this is crazy and it was really good And so I I finished the rest of it Because I was like No, that scene was great Like props to this writer Like I, I'm gonna keep going uh, So I finished it And it, it was alright uh, Intriguing you know, it was, Yeah, so like If you're looking for If for some reason You're looking for books About like The American immigrant experience uh, Particularly Italians or Catholics Or something Like uh, it's Christ in Concrete It's a good book uh, It's older It's a, a couple, been around For a couple decades But uh, it was good Um oh, What else I you know
0: my, all my media consumption lately has been not very not book based unless it's been a terrible book or something. I've been yeah. doing a lot of like redesigning of my room, so I've been consuming a lot of like yeah. interior decorating <laughs> idea material and stuff like that. Um I I mean I guess I really got into Breath of the Wild on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, very recently. Breath of the
1: Wild is so I got good. into
0: that on my like trip while I was on the plane. I borrowed my brother's Switch and he was like, F- yeah, you can finally check this out. And I like I got like two hours in. And all of a sudden I was hooked on just exploring the the beautiful scenery that they laid out and like all the little nooks and crannies to kind of get lost in Dude, it's almost literally
1: fucking excellent. I love that game. I have we have played through the entire game, all the DLC. Uh yeah, it's I don't think I have anything left to do in the game, but I wish I did cuz it's fucking great. I'm
0: only like I got two divine beasts down and I'm like 40ish shrines in, so I'm I deep in it at this point. Dude,
1: this game has everything. Like you got your horse back riding. You got your uh play and dress up with your horse. You got What'd your What'd you name your horse?
0: What'd you name your horse?
1: Uh we got a couple of horses. Uh Paul, so Paul so Paul and I uh played the same game file. We like we attacked it together uh cuz it's uh-huh. such a big game. Yep. Uh so <clears throat> he named one of his horses Samosa.
0: Okay. Um
1: uh there's another one named for okay (laughs) i don't know he just i don't know where he got those names um i remember i named the white one vita which is just white uh in norwegian uh okay and they're oh fuck i think we have two other horses and i don't remember their names but they also have like oh there's one called sfatalfar <laughs> uh, which is Odin's horse.
0: I, I have uh two horses. The spotted one is named Gravy and the solid color one is named Bong. So
1: Why? Why did you name my,
0: it Bong? I, I I Gravy Bong is my username in a, in I a know, few locations.
1: I know, but uh <laughs> no, like it's got like I just like that your weapons degrade. It's kinda like Dark Souls meets fucking Zelda. It's like they have that element of like the the combat is definitely a step up from other zelda games like your you know your your equipment needs to get repaired or replaced uh it definitely keeps you on your toes because your weapon will fall apart eventually and you have to just deal and use something else um yeah that that's was really kind cool. of fun
0: kind of annoying sometimes oh, the but hand that's...
1: gliding oh the hand yeah. gliding is great Oh, yep. Love it love So it. much
0: cool stuff But yeah that's the media I've been consuming uh, I got into a, Some music I got into recently was this band called The Aces I'm super into them Real good pop Kind of like Rock-ish kind of stuff Guitar and bass, bass More than like Electronic stuff But there's some of that too So you know Oh okay That's that's my good media That I've been into recently
1: uh, Yeah I have another book To talk about That I also read uh, In a single day Because Ooh. I was Being a crazy person I don't know Um usually i yeah usually I go to the gym after work but this week has been uh i've just had like a bunch of weird shit come up like i had to come home after work and wait for something to get delivered because i had to sign for it and like just had a lot of like somebody's birthday i had like all the shit i had to do so i ended up having a lot more time uh to read than i normally do so yeah i cut through uh jillian flynn's sharp objects in a day um so that's a book that's become popular because there's a now a ser- like a TV show about it with uh, some famous actress I don't remember her name, Amy Adams maybe. Is she is that an act? Is that a name of an a- Amy Adams? I, th- I
0: think that sounds that rings a bell. I don't know.
1: Um, but anyway, my friend Liz was like, "Oh man, I read I read this book and it was super good. You should read it." And I was like, "I don't know. I I I don't know anything about it. Um, and I I don't like to read." book summaries before i read a book i know that sounds crazy but i just feel like too much is often given away uh but i don't know like it was good sharp objects was fine i just think that it's the way it's marketed is like wrong because the book Mm. is i mean the book is marketed uh as kind of like a mystery thriller but it's really just a study in the in patterns of abuse um Hmm. and it's really good in that respect like um i think that it's it's definitely it's it's one of those books where um i don't think it's not an unreliable narrator but it's certainly a narrator that you might not uh like um also interesting yeah yeah and i i thought it was pretty good um yeah it wasn't wasn't perfect I don't want to get too into it because you know i'm it's a popular book i'm sure or some people are going to want to read it but uh yeah it was it was all right i mean i i always have this problem with with books tv shows where i'm like never surprised by anything like that's i can just always age and experience like, I can that's just like the see, curse of age god like i can see shit coming a mile away no and it's not age i've been i've this is just how i've been for a long time um, I think, like, once you consume a because certain amount you of media. Because you've experienced
0: a thing and yeah. you know enough of, like, the standard building blocks that yeah. you can see most of, like, the functional stuff coming at you from a long way off. Especially since, you know, there is kind not, not a formula, but there is a way to structure things so things are interesting and, you know, different. Some people rely on just, like, kind of copying certain ideas is you know and you can see that coming from a long time and that's that's what i mean by age is like you've experienced enough of the media the first time you probably saw a version of that thing or whatever you're talking about it was probably effective but then you know to look for it like the signs for it and stuff like that
1: yeah i mean i um so i ended up guessing like mostly what like how the ending was gonna go uh i was only wrong about one thing and there was one minor detail that surprised me uh but I don't know. It was it was good though. I would I would probably recommend it. Uh if you if you can handle uh some really um not garish, what am I trying to say here? Uh fuck. I can't think of the word. But uh if you're okay with some some weird uh fuck. Fuck, what is the word? Oh my god. Anyway, just fuck it. Forget forget everything I said. <laughs> Read the book if you want, whatever. Uh I think we, we also both recently watched Disenchant. Mint or disenchanted yeah or like, yeah, yeah
0: I, I, I went, that was fine it was, it was right, you know, yeah. better than like, your okay. av- like just random average netflix stuff but like not as good as just any one single episode of futurama was
1: yeah that's true although i feel like it really picked up speed in the last two episodes of the season it could like start uh, again real good
0: half, yeah. back half definitely better than the front half
1: yeah start again real good and i was like damn sick like this this show actually surprised me a little bit i was like all right cool um so yeah i all right that's
0: the good media corner i guess with terrible book club uh
1: yeah i guess uh so we can talk about oh yeah yeah, we can probably talk about the fact that we reached our first goal on patreon because our patrons are fucking great yay Uh, thank
0: you so much thank Thank you. you really thank you so much like i never anticipated that we would actually reach something that would we're basically can keep this going at least once a month, maybe twice, if we have enough space slash time to yeah. do everything. That, that At this point, there's no cost to us to make this, so we, we've got to still keep making it.
1: Yeah, I know. And uh, so thank you to Dari, Greg, Will, Veronica, you guys, the best. Uh, special shout-out to Veronica this time around for being really cool and upping her contribution. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that was really cool of you. Thank you. Um, I think we're actually going to read uh, her book pretty soon um, for an uh-huh. upcoming episode she' will uh, definitely
0: be having f- real soon
1: yeah and uh I'll say so I've already read the book for the next episode like I said I've kind of been a crazy person with reading Chris is just just putting his little foot in the lake for that yep. one uh, uh
0: any any uh, warnings or advice to give me before I continue
1: <laughs> just I I don't know Chris it's it's a it's a real bad one this time oh good
0: one. oh good yeah All right.
1: um yeah i'm not gonna spoil it um but i will i will say that i've never seen this many distasteful book topics shoved into one book before wow yeah it's okay it's so really
0: my brain for that
1: yeah, just read, yeah, it's, oh man, so good. Uh, so we're going to do that one next, um, and then probably Veronica's choice after that. Uh, we've got a little bit of backlog right now, so we're trying to prioritize um, patron requests, and then uh, any any requests after that, um, you know, we'll just try to decide what would be better to do.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, we're on. Probably three to six more books this year that we're reading. Oh, what? like one a month maybe two a month yeah that's
1: true yeah uh oh uh in terrible book club news we had a we had a dude email us about his own book that was weird
0: yeah, I, uh, yeah. so i we'll mean think about it
1: yeah like i would be fine with reading it but it's re- it's like almost 800 pages Oh yeah, so uh, maybe not. I think that if we re if we do choose to do his book, um, it's just going to be the only episode we put out that month, probably. For sure. Uh, so that's you know kind of a kind of a toss up. I mean, unless we stay ahead of the curve and we we just keep tearing through him here, uh, maybe. But um, yeah, the length of it is really the only reason I'm put off by it. It is weird though that the guys like <laughs> read my book. I was like, yep. And, but um... and, and he's not like one of those people because we've had we've had that woman tammy wilding uh we read her book uh it's one of the lost episodes and i i mean this happens a lot where authors just don't understand what kind of book club we are and they'll be like oh read my book and so that's happened but this guy knew like the email made it clear that he knew what we did and so i was like oh that's intriguing and strange um i also had somebody else email us um asking where episode one was and why the episodes are numbered strangely on iTunes. So, um, if you've listened to the show before, you probably know that our original season in 2015, um, a lot of the episodes got lost when we went off the air for about a year um, because they, you know... I have we didn't,
0: a, a fiery delete key finger. Well,
1: we just didn't think... We, at the time, had no clue that we were going to bring this back. We thought we were totally over and done with it. Um, so, you know, we weren't really prioritizing saving all of our shit and of course when we went off the air uh we canceled our libsyn subscription so they didn't they don't save that stuff either um after you cancel so um we have a bunch of lost episodes so uh yeah there's 10 episodes that we don't have so if you or someone you know might have them jesus christ please send them to us uh we would be Forever grateful, any, we'll any find a way to reward you, you in some way, um, whether monetarily or with some kind of exclusive content or something. Um, but furthermore, episode one is actually the final old episode that I have to post. Uh, so I've been trying to post the old episodes that we do have when we have enough space on um, on like our Libsyn account at the end of the month. So uh, just the other day, I released episode 11 uh Maridonia, which is a legendary episode um and many thanks to bobby kennedy uh he's been a listener for a long time uh for saving that episode and sending it back to us that was really excellent of him and i uh, can't thank you enough bobby so thanks a thank lot thank you thank you thank you um, thank, thank, thank 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 you and so i posted that so that's up so if you've never listened to episode 11 uh where we read Maridonia by gloria Tesh, i highly uh, recommend you check that out um, it's one of and- the great ones yeah, so episode one, I actually haven't listened to that since we put it out three and a half years ago. Wow, we. So um, I'm going to be posting episode one probably next month, assuming we have enough room. Um, so that's why when you go to iTunes, it's like episode two, three, episode 11, 13, 14, you know, yep. so um, that's why there are missing episodes. Um, sadly, there are 10 episodes that are... You're probably just never going to hear again unless some wonderful human being out there, or human beings plural, um, has saved them. So mm-hmm. sorry about that, but shit happens. Um, yep. Yep. So I just figured I'd oh, get those. Yeah. Get those Last out
0: there. little bit, uh, uh, speaking of exclusive content for the page Patreon, Patreon, whatever I keep always mispronouncing. Um, we're probably going to move to audio only for some of that content. be Just to just to be nice to uh, CBS, ABC, whoever owns Legend of the Seeker, you know. Oh, I don't give a shit about
1: being nice to anybody. I just don't want to get sued because we can't afford yeah, to Yeah, that's
0: really what it means. So, like, you might have to sync it up on your own. We have a countdown to hitting play on it. Uh, I don't know if you're watching it without, like, on a service or, like, you have, like, a, a DVD set for some reason. It should be fine well, there's if also- you're watching it.
1: This is also another it, reason why we're not doing video um
0: it It takes a long way longer time dude, for me to edit we, and set it up. It's like just to compress the file and render the video alone is like another four hours per yeah episode. It
1: takes Chris six hours you you know actually to get all that stuff together and i mean sure a lot of that time is waiting it's, but, yeah it's
0: mostly waiting um, but I, I don't really do any other stuff on my computer because like i don't want to fuck with the processing and like all of a sudden there's a glitch in the middle of the thing because i was trying to do some like audio work while the thing was rendering right. or something so. i mean and
1: not not to mention the amount of space that video takes up uh in our storage is significant Yes. So, um, yeah, it's just I think it's just better for right now if we Finish out The Legend of the Seeker with audio only uh, If for some reason it's a huge problem Please let us know, I sent a message to all of, all Y'all patrons, uh, only one Person got back to me, by the way uh, So, and then they Said they were fine with audio only, so that's why we're Moving forward with this, um, but if you have an issue Please reach out to me or Chris um, We will
0: figure out a solution for you somehow. Yeah, uh,
1: also, do us a favor Can you just give us a review on iTunes? We've only got four reviews uh we only have 12 rev- like uh, star ratings or whatever at all What okay we have one one star Review and we all know who that was from Um yep. so, if, uh, so <laughs> I think <laughs> you we know. have
0: a suspicion yeah
1: So um if you could if you can give us a review Um great I mean if it's five stars That's preferred but obviously we want You to give a real review leave an so honest so,
0: review so that yeah. we can honest uh, you know if we need fine. to make changes Please let us know yeah
1: please leave an Honest review on iTunes a lot of people use iTunes to listen to podcasts and that's Where they check they look at reviews to decide If they want to listen so please um, Um, One of the things you can do to help support the show, if you're not a patron or if you are, give us a review on iTunes. Um, If not, please follow us on social media. And uh, something that would be really helpful is if you would share um, a social media post when the episode comes out. So I put posts up on Twitter, Instagram um, and Facebook. And if you're on any of those platforms, just just give us a share or a like or a comment or something. Um. Any attention that you bring to the show is helpful. Uh, it gets more people listening to it. Um, we're doing pretty well this month. Uh, we retained a lot of the people that we gained uh, last month from those free ads we got for uh, Radio Public and Podbean. So that
0: was cool. Hooray! So thanks for
1: sticking around. Uh, all Thank, y- all hi, y- all hi, hi,
0: all newbies to the Tarot to the Book Club.
1: Yeah, there's probably like two people listening this far into this episode. Um, yeah, but
0: <laughs> we go into all the technical shit, uh, all the non patrons. Oh, whatever, you just... know what?
1: You know what I can do to sweeten the pot? OK, if you've if you've made it this far, I'm going to tell you about a crazy dream I had last night.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's because it. how are going to wrap this up? Because
1: I thought that this dream, I don't know. So I I don't I dream in color. Um, I, I don't have black and white dreams. Uh, so, when I have dreams, they're, like, pretty vivid, usually. And this dream, I had, man, I, it was just crazy. Alright, so I took some notes when I woke up. Oh, good. Uh, so, it, it's like, alright, here's the setting. We're on some kind of a slightly run-down farm. It's either the 60s or 70s. I'm standing. How did you know? I'm getting to that.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm standing, uh, I'm standing, like, not in, it's not a driveway but it's like the path that cars would drive down to go uh-huh. deeper into the farm on the right there's a smaller building i don't know if it was a carriage house or like a smaller barn and then towards the back there's like a larger barn that seems like it's been converted a little bit on the left there are older cars and they're like 50s cars and they're kind of falling apart you know um and every and towards the the barn at the or the building kind of further back, uh, there's a bunch of people dressed like it's the 60s or 70s, like dressed like hippies. Um,
0: I feel like I should be asking you to roll a perception check for me right now. Right,
1: right. And yeah. so I'm like, and so I'm walking and I'm wearing jeans and I'm wearing this, uh, this poncho and it's orange with blue flowers on it and it has white trim and like long white fringe on it. And I'm walking in slow motion. And at, at like, as I'm walking by the because group of this people is
0: your cool person outfit. And yeah. It's like, right. So when, as
1: I'm walking, <laughs> as I'm walking towards this back building, uh, the crowd of people on my left are like They're not cheering but they're like hopeful And excited and there is <laughs> There is a song playing So this is like I'm watching a fucking movie But I'm in it There <laughs> is a the awesome
0: poncho song <laughs>
1: There is a song playing And it, the song Like all it, It's almost like the song is skipping at the chorus And it's like the The chorus was it's a woman singing, it was like sort of you know sort of like we're talking like Stevie Nicks kind of shit, you know um <laughs> it could or it could be one of those like modern like uh occult rock callback bands or whatever you know okay uh and and the chorus is you are you are what you are is amazing, and it just keeps <laughs> repeating. <laughs> Okay. Okay.
0: Sounds- <laughs> You're gonna write this came to you in a dream. You have to make this into a song for real. Dude, now. The, the I have cra- to do it.
1: Dude, the craziest thing is I can still fucking hear it in my head. And it's like a real, you know, it's like a real, but it doesn't exist.
0: The song isn't real. I've never heard a song like that before. It, it, this is like divine providence. You have to transcribe <laughs> yeah. this melody for me. Okay. Guys. Okay. It gets is, better. This gets is going to be the TBC theme song. Um,
1: okay. All right. Great. Uh. Oh, by the way, sorry. Before I continue about me going like into the barn and what happens there. There was another part of the dream that happened where this one guy with a, with like a silly, it was a big knife and it was silly. It was like,
0: (laughs) okay, he was like trying
1: trying to attack us and everyone just kind of like swarmed him and we were just like, are you like, are you serious? And then he, (laughs) this This
0: knife is (laughs) far too silly to attack anyone with.
1: he says, so this is turning into a really inter- funny, but the dream was actually serious, not funny, um, not scary at all. But,
0: but it's a serious life. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah. And so he breaks out of the the like group that had surrounded him and tries to go for me. And he like rolls across the hood of one of those old cars that was like on the left of the sort of driving path and i just kind of i just say something like are you serious <laughs> and he just stabs himself in the stomach because he failed to <laughs> stab me and while he's like <laughs>
0: kneeling Man, you're on the, high on the that persuasion check.
1: and so all right so that happened and then so anyway back to back to the the movie in my head already in progress
0: <laughs> um so You're walking into the barn with your theme song after you caused a man (laughs) to stab himself to death by you just merely questioning his existence. You're just like, are you a serious person right now? And he said he realized he was not, and he just took himself out the game.
1: All right, well, all this shit's going to come together. So I enter the the barn building or whatever. In the first room, there's not much happening, and I'm walking through, and it's sort of like I'm, like, even though it's first person perspective everything's in slow motion and that song is playing and it's kind of like i'm seeing something that's already happened so i go into a door on my right and there's satan in a in his like big black goat form and he's like morphing and changing into something else by candlelight there's like these two candles on either side of him and otherwise it's dark but i'm not scared i'm like Oh, this is good. Okay, cool. Yeah, the thing (laughs) works. Satan's here. Everything's fine. (laughs) No, I was like a scion of Satan. That's what all of this was about. I was like (laughs) the fucking, I don't know, I was like the connection. And that's why all those people were like excited for me to go into the building. And that's why I was like, kind of, I, I guess why I was being treated with like some kind of... Not reverence, but like why people were like, yeah, excited about it. Yeah, and, your cool and,
0: Satan poncho on. Yeah. the theme music was going, yep. to, to, giving you confidence. Yep.
1: And then, uh, and then, so that's so I'm like, all right, cool. Satan's like transforming, sick. Everything's going according to plan, or whatever. And then I turn, and I, I turn to my right, and I expect, I know that I expected to see something else, but what I actually see is a woman dead or dying on the floor, a thin stream of blood on like a turkish carpet following to the back of the room and there's a guy who looks totally freaked out and confused and he starts running in my direction but I- i'm not really there. It's like i'm, you know, i'm seeing something that's already happened. And and that's all i remember and i remember being be like, "Oh shit, that's not what was supposed to happen." Um, but yeah, so that guy who was trying to stab us is because we we're a bunch of literal Satan worshippers bringing Satan to the earth. And that's why he, he was like trying to assassinate us, but it didn't work. And I don't know, With This
0: too silly knife that he brought too silly of a knife, dude. To, and, to that, the Satan ritual. Yeah,
1: and that song playing like, like you are what you are is amazing. I, I feel like what was happening was like, I was like, yeah, I'm not embarrassed. I'm the fucking i sci- I'm the fucking Satan lady. Yeah, this is cool. Like, I don't know, it's such a stupid fucking weird dream. And it's way <laughs>
0: yeah, funnier your wrestler talking about theme it. Oh, yeah. uh, Paris, if you don't make this D D character, I am playing it <laughs> at, at any moment. The fucking Poncho wearing sixties hippie Satan lady, sure, one hundred percent I'm playing that character at some point.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, I just can't get over the bright orange poncho with blue flowers and long white fringe and white trim, because that is, that is crazy. Um,
0: I'm going to, I'm going to have that made for you now, Paris. Yeah.
1: So welcome to Paris's dreams. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right. Well, with that, I guess we can finally sign this off. Uh, Maybe I'll serenade you out. Oh no, sorry. I was, I was informed that I was
1: wrong about the name of Svadalfar, the, uh, one of the horses in our, uh, breath of the wild game. I, I said that was Odin's horse. That was wrong. Slepnir is Odin's horse. Uh oh, okay. Svatlfar well. is Slepnir's dad. So oh, it's see. Odin's horse's grandfather er, oh, father, <laughs> Svatlfar, yeah. So uh thank you, uh thank you for the correction, Paul. Um
0: all right. Yeah. Well, with that, uh, I guess we can bow out of here. You can slow walk your way uh, out of this podcast <laughs> with a poncho on.
1: We gotta now. Well, we gotta make that are, song happen. What, what if we write that song?
0: Amazing. What if but...
1: no? What if what if we write that song and it summons Satan?
0: Hey, I'm fine with that.
1: Okay. All right. Let's do that.
0: Let's let's get to it, Paris.
1: All right. Well, uh, if you've got any weird dreams, uh, don't. I was gonna say tell us about them, but why would you? Nope, do that? <laughs>
0: don't i don't, don't care do don't do
1: that don't <laughs> all right well uh that that's that ends uh paris's dream segment of terrible all Enough right Club. all right we'll see you next time thanks thanks for listening
0: thanks for listening you what you are is amazing what you bye. are is amazing <laughs> see you later bye